Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Sadison, and with me today is Nathan Miser, loan officer with Ag Choice Farm Credit. Each holiday season, a difficult choice confronts shoppers. Celebrate with a real tree or an artificial tree. Nathan, who has worked in the forest products industry for many years, will help us understand why a real Christmas tree is the natural choice. Nate, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Rachel. You know, I have to admit, I love real Christmas trees. And for me, there's something about the smell of evergreen in the house that symbolizes the holidays. But there are also many other benefits to using real trees. Nate, could you help our listeners understand those benefits of using a real Christmas tree instead of an artificial Christmas tree? Yeah, sure. I'll uh, go through a couple benefits here of a a real Christmas tree. Uh, But the first one is uh, the benefit to the environment from the time they're planted until after the holiday season when they're uh, recycled. Uh, While they're growing, uh, Christmas trees support life by absorbing carbon dioxide and other gases and emitting fresh oxygen. So they estimate about every acre of Christmas trees a tree farmer uh, grows will produce a daily oxygen requirement of 18 people. So in the United States, there's approximately about 1 million acres of Christmas trees. So in the kind of big picture, that means about 18 million people get their uh, daily uh, need of oxygen from uh, Christmas trees. So that's a a benefit that uh, without that oxygen, uh, things get a little bit difficult. So uh, we just don't really think about what those uh, trees are doing as far as the oxygen that they're producing. And as far as kind of artificial trees, uh, there's always uh, kind of a debate between real and artificial. Uh, the one big benefit to the Christmas trees is they're very biodegradable. Uh, you could recycle them by planting them. Uh, you could use them for wildlife habitat. And for artificial trees, a lot of times they're made out of material that uh, when it's determined that that tree needs to, to go or it's time for a new one and they, they go to a landfill or they get thrown away, uh, it's a long time until those materials uh, decompose. And also it's kind of interesting stat that a lot of times people think, oh, I'll buy an artificial tree and I'll have that forever. But the statistics show about uh, only an artificial tree only lasts for about six years. So there's not a, a super long benefit to those and it's something that uh, most people are going to be replacing uh, pretty pretty regularly. So that's uh, one, uh, I guess, benefit with the Christmas trees is that uh, you can use them for other things once the season is over. And I think overall, big picture, uh, the Christmas trees are a real positive for the environment. Thanks, Nate. Next, could you share with us a bit more about the Christmas tree industry here in Pennsylvania? Sure. Yeah, kind of on a nationwide, uh, Pennsylvania ranks third in the nation for the number of Christmas tree farms. Uh, according to the Pennsylvania Christmas Tree Growers Association, there's about 1,400 Christmas tree farms in the state, and that accounts for about 31,000 acres of Christmas trees. And on a yearly basis, uh, those Christmas tree farms uh, harvest about 1 million trees per year. It's a pretty big uh, impact on our uh, economy and also kind of from an environment uh, for Pennsylvania. And one thing that's kind of unique for Pennsylvania is it's pretty ideal uh, for growing Christmas trees. Uh, In the 
Christmas tree, we have the right kind of weather and a lot of the right soils, but the trees also help stabilize the soil, kind of protect water supplies, and also provide habitat for, for wildlife. And a lot of times with Christmas trees, they are grown on soils that don't really support other crops. So a lot of times you'll see landscapes where Christmas trees could grow that uh, trying to grow corn or beans or another uh, crop would just be really difficult, but Christmas trees provide an alternative. And then they also kind of, according to the association there, for every Christmas tree that is harvested each year, uh, most of those farms are planting somewhere between one to three new seedlings uh, each year for each tree that's harvested. So if you're looking for a, a Christmas tree uh, kind of farm in your area, uh, there's a good website, just christmastrees.org, and that'll give you a directory of kind of a lot of Christmas tree farms in Pennsylvania. I know here locally, uh, we have had some Christmas tree uh, farms kind of uh, not transition to the next generation, or they've sold some of those properties. So that is a, a helpful site to find if your normal family tradition has changed and you're looking for a new farm to go to. That's a nice place to go and, and find out about people that are, are still in the business. Nate, so I'm assuming you get a real Christmas tree each year. Could you tell us a little bit about your own holiday traditions? I guess for us, we uh, typically uh, get our Christmas tree or our real Christmas tree on the, the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I'll uh, admit my, my wife uh, pretty much runs point on that uh, family tradition uh, I go sometimes to, to pick the tree, and sometimes I'm I'm just at home to unload it from the from the truck. But uh, usually, uh, kind of the tradition is we have some uh, friends or family come in. Uh, my wife and her mom do a lot of decorating of the tree and get the lights on just right because I I kind of learn quickly that I'm not in charge of putting the lights on. And then I guess the uh, kind of one tradition that we have while we're uh, Usually putting the tree up or, or decorating that Friday uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, I guess our uh, big tradition is we always watch the Christmas Vacation movie uh, with Chevy Chase, and I think that movie is from 1989, uh, so I'm starting to date myself a little bit, but that's kind of our official kickoff to the season, and uh, that's just a movie that it seems like every time we watch it, we laugh, and I don't know, after several hundred times seeing it, you would think we'd be sick of it, but it's just kind of part of the tradition. That's great. Thanks, Nate. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our podcast listeners here today? Uh, I think as far as a Christmas tree, I don't know, when we were talking about this uh, kind of podcast and uh, kind of the benefits of a real Christmas tree, kind of just kind of thinking back over kind of the years and just different family traditions and uh, different gifts that I've gotten over the year and just good memories. Uh, they almost kind of have all occurred around a real Christmas tree. So it's kind of a, it's just neat how something that comes from Pennsylvania farms is kind of such an integral part of people's traditions and families. And, and they look back on kind of their uh, kind of years. That's something that I think people look at fondly. And I guess one last story I'll have uh, uh, for Christmas trees is it was always a, big deal when I was growing up that on Christmas morning I would run down, put the plug in, get the lights on, and I'm not sure what year it was. It was 1980-something, and I ran downstairs to turn on the Christmas tree, and the lights wouldn't come on. We had no lights in the house, no power, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And as a kid, you're thinking, oh, my word, Christmas is falling apart. Well, here, lo and behold, the uh, a squirrel had chewed the power line that came into our house, and 
we lost all power on Christmas morning, so uh, luckily we did have a uh, really nice PP&L uh, man that came out. He got our power back on. Uh, Christmas morning was a little bit delayed, but we uh, still had a good Christmas day, and uh, probably the part of that that just still kind of cracks me up now is uh, we did find that squirrel that was electrocuted, and my dad ended up getting that squirrel mounted, so we have this uh, squirrel that's always a good Christmas memory that uh, tried to steal Christmas morning from us, but uh, we kind of worked through it. So that was uh, one time the Christmas tree, I thought something had drastically gone wrong. <laughs> that that is great, Nate. It's a good story there, and hopefully, uh, no no squirrels mess up Christmas this year for your family. So. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, no one has to experience that because it, it was very traumatizing as a as a child. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Well, Nate, thanks so much for helping us to get in the holiday spirit here today and for sharing about the benefits of real Christmas trees. All right. Well, thanks for having me, and I hope everybody has a a great Christmas and uh, finds a place in their home for a real Christmas tree this year. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.